Hello and welcome to the Amateur Aus tonight. My name is Frances Duncan. I'm an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Sean. Good afternoon, peeps. And today we're discussing Chapter 15 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. In Chapter 15, it's Anne's first night in Bath with her family, and her family are much nicer to her than she expected. And then Mr. Elliot turns up and we discover he was the man in Bath and he seems lovely and charming. Their house is in Camden Place, a lofty, dignified situation, which is funny because it is literally on a hill. Yes, literally. It's part of the the row, isn't it? Camden Row? Yes, I think so. Sir Walter and Elizabeth were settled there, much to their satisfaction. Notice that Mrs Clay is not important enough to mention. Her satisfaction is irrelevant. Yes, her satisfaction is That makes it sound like sex. (laughs) Which is probably the same for her when it comes to sex with men in those days. Anne refers to her time there as imprisonment. And I think there's two types of imprisonment. Imprisonment within her family and within the city that she doesn't like. Mrs Clay is very nice to her. And I wonder if she's always false. Well, I think the comment is she knows her place. And therefore, she's a clever woman for their time. And that means you've got to be able to take the rudeness and everything with a smile. He is quite rude to her, to Walter, in that condescending way. She's of no use to them, particularly, except for making them look good and reinforcing their opinion of themselves. Flattering them. Flattering them. She's not quite as sycophantic as her father. She's much more subtle about it. Scheming. I'm not even sure how much scheming is. I, I think it's just that there was something talk, talked about her smiles or anything in there which struck me. Mrs. Clay was very pleasant and very smiling. She just knows her role. She is very pleasant, so she doesn't so much great. You don't really know what she thinks at all. We don't hear much from Mrs. Clay. There is just her backing up the other two. So she'll always support their point of view. They're super excited about the house and their position in Bath. They had no inclination to listen to Anne. And they laid out for some compliments, asking for compliments. They weren't excited about Uppercross. They cared very little about Callinch, their own estate. All they care about is their popularity and being in the best house, whatever society they're in. And they are in one of the best houses now in Bath. So then they go on to talk about Mr. Elliot, who has appeared. He's been in Bath a fortnight. That's so important that they say it twice. He had been in Bath about a fortnight. He had now been a fortnight in Bath. He'd been there a fortnight. And they had not a fault to find in him. (sighs) Mr. Elliot is a very good talker. He is charming. He is charismatic. He is persuading. And he manages to explain away... Well, no, he doesn't. Colonel Wallace explains why his previous marriage. Yes. So that's so very clever. Because it can't come from me. No. It has to come from somebody else and then you believe it. Who's seen as being disinterested. And it struck me one of the things that they talked about his wife is that she was in love with him. Yes. Which made me think. It wasn't just money. She was a fine woman and And in love love with him. Which Sir Walter understands because his wife was in love with him. At least it's Until they got married. (laughs) (laughs) But Anne is suspicious. I I think Anne doesn't really trust anybody's motives. She had the sensation of there being something more than immediately appeared. Yeah, she's sharp. And I think 
Well, she's an observer, so she, it doesn't gel with his previous behaviour, and it sounds like an excuse. He hasn't really explained he away his previous ex- behaviour. No, not really. He's excused it, but not explained it, and not accepted responsibility for it. She mentions running into him in line, but again, they're not listening to her. They could not listen to her description of him. They were describing him themselves. So Colonel Wallace is interesting because he is a military man and Sir Walter doesn't like the military. Doesn't well, he just like definitely doesn't Navy. like the Navy. He oh. doesn't like the Navy. As the Navy. weathered. To be an officer in the army, you would have been, in most cases, the second son, oh, the second gentry. or third son of the gentry. So, so Colonel you... Wallace would have bought his commission, most likely. Yes. Yes. So therefore he was a gentleman. And they talk about his wife, Mrs. Wallace. Who's very pretty. Pretty and quite worthy of being known in Camden Place. Mm. Which basically, because just because she's beautiful. Yes. Sir Walter is really looking oh, forward God. to meeting her. God. His description of the other, I mean, honestly, 86 ugly women or something. Is that the phrase he talks about? 87. 87. Without there being a horrible face among them. He is literally standing on a corner counting women and judging them by their appearance. Everything's at the surface level. He cannot actually discern anything below the surface. So he doesn't pick up about Walter Elliot. He doesn't pick up about Mrs. Clay or any of these things because all he can see is the superficial layer. And Elizabeth's become the same. Whether she could have been more intelligent if she'd actually had a mother around. They look upon people as, as accoutrements, as accompaniments. as You know, if they were actually really clever, they would associate with people who are not that not so handsome because that would make them look even more handsome and attractive. Oh, hadn't thought of that. Which is very smart. Makes you wonder if Mr. No, Mr. Elliot would not have had a. He wouldn't have had a corset. He wasn't a prinny. So there's no evidence that he actually was. In fact, he was was vain enough probably to make sure that he didn't overeat or indulge. Sir so Walter has insulted all the women of Bath. Yes. And then he proceeds to insult all the men. <laughs> But Colonel Wallace is so good looking, people always notice us when we're out together. Modest Sir Walter. He was not allowed to escape. His daughter and Mrs. Clay united in hinting that Colonel Wallace's companion might have as good a figure as Colonel Wallace. He's fishing for compliments again. Isn't he? He's one of those characters you really want to slap around the face, don't you? Yeah, Sir Walter could do with a slap. Then, surprise, surprise... Mr. Elliot turns up, and it's 10 o'clock at night. And they're not in the habit of obviously socialising. They don't have people for dinner. Well, they, they go out to evening parties, but yes. they don't do dinners. It's not what's done in Bath. And stayed for an hour. And he stayed for a whole hour. But he entertained them within that hour. They oh, were quite yes. happy to have him there. The ulterior motive isn't the one they think it is. They think that he's interested in Elizabeth, and I wonder if... Before Anne came along, whether that might have been part of his plan. No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I don't think at any time, because he met Elizabeth before. He knows Elizabeth. He's actually very astute. He's devious, not necessarily of admirable character, but he is an intelligent man. He obviously didn't like them around last time around. He probably did recognise Anne, and Anne looked very 
handsome. I think it was acknowledged in those chapters of Lyme. When he met her before, now how old would he be? How old was she? He hadn't met Anne before, he only met Elizabeth. No, but he probably would have recognised Anne, family resemblance, and may, and maybe even actually asked who's this pretty woman at the hotel and got the name around, found out who she was. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised that he was manipulated. Well, he right had a little start of surprise. Yes. That he had not been at all aware of who she was. But you think he's putting it on? I think he's putting it on. Hmm, interesting. His manners were so exactly what they ought to be. So polished, so easy, so particularly agreeable. And then Anne goes on to compare them to Captain Wentworth's. Yes. They were not the same, but they were perhaps equally good. Which is interesting, because I didn't think that Captain Wentworth would have... Manners? Well, no. <laughs> no, not polite manners. He'd have friendly manners. I think he could do friendly, but I think he would definitely be polite manners, because he was a senior officer. He was still a single gentleman. I think of polite manners as a little bit standoffish, whereas I imagined Captain Wentworth to have more warmth. I don't think he'd have had much warmth for the Elliots. <laughs> no, <laughs> with Anne. Whereas I think Mr Elliot tailored his politeness to what Sir Walter expects in manners. So he's sucking up a little bit to Sir Walter? Hmm. He talks about his time in line and that he could hear them through the wall and he wanted to introduce mm-hmm. himself. But because of his manners, he couldn't go ahead and introduce himself. Which is really funny because um, the Musgroves are the sort of people that would have accepted him. If a stranger had come up and introduced themselves, they're unlikely to think it's rude. They'd be like, oh, it's a new person that we can be friends with. Yes, but whether he wanted to be part of it. That's why I say he knew who Anne was. You think? He knew she would be in, ending up in Bath. He would have asked the innkeeper. Because he says, if I'd known it was the Musgroves, I would have known that they were family, basically. And tells him about Louise's accident. And he's genuinely concerned. And concerned about her. Louisa or Anne? Concerned about Anne. And then suddenly it's 11 o'clock and they're like, how did it get to be 11 o'clock? Anne could not have supposed it possible that her first evening in Camden Place could have passed so well. Well, it probably was a lot more entertaining than she actually expected, and pleasant. They were pleased to see her. Yeah, they were pleased to see her, and even more pleased to see him. Because mm. I dare say, after she'd finished her complimenting of the house, which would have been totally insincere because she compared it to Kellich and the size of the halls, how Elizabeth was proud of something that wasn't much bigger than a shoebox in comparative terms, as the lady of the manor in hired accommodation that they'd had to go, that they were retrenching into. There's no humility involved with them at all. I haven't learned a thing. No. And that is our summary of Chapter 15 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me. But if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!